This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, we have some favors to ask of you. First, Michael, we want them to submit a question. How can they do that? Yeah, there are two ways. First is you can download our Village Church of Bartlett app and go to the App Store, download that. You'll see submit a question for the Q&A podcast. That's a great way to do it. Um, The app is incredible and will give you access to the podcast. You can listen right from there and submit questions. Number two, you can go to our website, which is vcobvillechurchofbartlett.org. And uh, right on the homepage, it says Q&A podcast question. Just click it, submit your question. And uh, we just appreciate that. It keeps us going. And another thing we want you to do, listeners, is be sure that you're sharing these podcasts with friends, family members, or foes. And then third, be sure to rate and review this podcast or any of the others by going to the iTunes store. All right, Michael, here's our question for today. Where did chapters and verses come from in the Bible? I mean, did they did they just pop in magically? <laughs> what happened? God's like, verse number two, chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, something good for people to probably know is that verses, chapters, paragraphs, spaces, and punctuation marks are not inspired. That's so right. in the Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, I'll just say it again because it's kind of mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Uh they had no lowercase letters. It was all uppercase, if yep. you will. Yep. Um, there were no spaces, so it was just letters. Okay. Yep. Um, there were no punctu- punctuation marks, um, even though um, punctuation marks have been added to our modern, we'll say, Koine Greek text that we use. They were not a part of the original. Not part of the original manuscript. Nope. Um, so we got spaces, punctuation, capitals, paragraphs. I mean, we're just talking straight letters on a page or on a papyri or on a rock. Like that is what the original, um, we'll say manuscripts were written on, which is crazy to think yes. of. Like how did they, it must've been so confusing. And so as the um, written languages evolved and we put it, start putting things like spaces between words, crazy thought, like somebody said, why don't we put a space between these words? Might bring a little more clarity. Like mm-hmm. that was a logical thought that somebody had to have one day. Um, and so over time, um, all of these things were added and they were added to bring clarity. Okay. Yes. And, uh, they're not, some people may get hung up on that. Well, how do you know you do the spaces in the right places and all that kind of stuff? It is so obvious that if you spoke the original language, they obviously thought it was obvious enough. Yeah, they, they understood it completely. Yeah, like there was not a huge felt need to add space and punctuation marks and capitals um, for people in antiquity. So um, eventually that grew as language and writing became more articulate, but like at, at the same time, it was um, it's just how it was. So when we find old manuscripts, um, that's one of the things that you you can date a manuscript by how the words are just laid out in a page. That's right. And, um, that's so, one of the ways we know how close it is to the original. Yep. All of these, we'll say capitals and spaces and punctuation and verses and chapters and paragraphs, they're called paratext. And paratext, it's a a concept in in literary interpretation. And uh, it's the idea that it's coming alongside of the text to assist the text. Um, But the text stands alone without these things. So um, I think one of the major implications of verses and chapters on a negative side is that um, it puts pauses in places 
where we would maybe not naturally put pauses. Like sometimes I'll be preaching and my text will be from chapter four, verse 30 through chapter five, verse one. But when you're reading, you expect a thought to end with to a paragraph, with paragraph or with a chapter, chapter or yeah. with a verse. And they don't. Honestly, um, at some point, they're pretty arbitrary and random. And sometimes they're helpful. Um, sometimes they actually are in complete sentences, but a lot of times they're not. Mm-hmm. And so there, the, the reader of Scripture has to be really careful to um, not give too much weight as you interpret and apply the Bible or where you start and stop because you might stop in the middle of a thought, mm-hmm, um, right. but you might believe that because it's the end of chapter 12 that that thought is over. Well, they're not. So you just need to understand that uh, like any New Testament letter, Romans, Ephesians, Colossians, they're letters. And uh, when and you have people hundreds or a thousand years later putting these arbitrary distinctions inside of these letters. Honestly, if I wrote a letter to my wife, if you started putting chapters and verses into it, you would mm-hmm. actually – take a little bit away from what you from were what trying, I was to trying to say, you know, but um, as time evolved there, we had to formulate a way to reference scripture. Yes. Um, if I were to say like, oh yeah, that place in the book of John where it's like, God so loved the world. I don't know. It's like, uh, 3000 words in, you know, like that's not, that's not helpful. Be difficult to find it. It would be difficult to find it. And so as time evolved, um, everything from upper lowercase punctuation, space and paragraphs started to be added to help people find and locate and reference different scriptures. But, um, the principle of drawing distinctions, whether it is, um, uh, the, the principle of drawing distinctions goes back thousands of years. Okay. Um, even the, the old Testament was broken up. Books were broken up into sections. So they were more memorizable, etc. And, uh, so let's just talk about our new Testament for a moment. Um, the chapter divisions that are commonly used today, the standard chapter divisions were developed by this guy named Stephen Langton. He was the archbishop of Canterbury, um, in 1227 AD. So before 1227, there were no chapters and verses. No, there were attempts at at this yes. at chapters or they were in some places some arbitrary it's distinctions di- yeah, dis- distinctions or right. divisions but what we within the text what we now know as chapter one chapter two chapter three did not happen until 1227 ad and so the wycliffe english bible it was written in 1382 it was the first bible to use this chapter pattern and uh, and so since the Wycliffe Bible, um, nearly all Bible translations have followed Langston's chapter chapter divisions. Yeah, his same chapter division is used in modern translations today. The Hebrew Old Testament, it was divided into verses by a Jewish rabbi. Um, his name is Nathan, 1448. That's when the Jewish Bible got it. They were all, probably all like, well, the Christians have it and that's helpful, so we should probably do it. <laughs> Um, and so they did that then, and uh, verses did not come with chapters. I mean, the chapters were first, and then the verses were later. Um, verses were um, put into Nathan's Hebrew translation into fit in 1555. So you're seeing people are like, oh, chapters are good. Oh, wait a minute, we should add verses. This is really helpful. Mm-hmm. And so the the reader just has to be really careful that when you're reading these things, you you got to know these aren't a part of the original, and they're not meant to make you stop or start reading. Okay, um, they're helpful, but they're not original, and they're yes. not always the best if you really want to get the big picture uh, of what's going on. So um, 
paragraphs, you could go back in time, paragraphs were really added into the New Testament in about 325 AD. You start to see early manuscripts that did paragraphs, chapters in the New Testament, 1250 AD, verses 1550 AD. Um, so really by the 16th century, we have what we now understand are the paragraph, chapter, and verse distinctions in our modern Bibles. So lots of stuff, but uh, big picture, I think for me, what's most valuable is when they wrote these things, there were no spaces, paragraphs, chapters, right. verses, capitals, or punctuation. And when they put these division markers in chapters and verses, they did it to help the reader yep. find particular verses, particular passages of the scripture. They were meant to be helpful. They weren't meant to be harmful, yep. but some of them are not as helpful as they were intended to be. Yep. 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 As a preacher, they're my best friend and they're my greatest enemy. <laughs> yes. You know, so at times they are enemies. Yep. So if you hear me preaching and you're like, yeah, this section of scripture is going to, it's going to go from the end of one chapter through the beginning of another chapter. Well, that's probably why, because again, they're not ordained by God. They are by man, helpful. And that's fine. Um, that doesn't make our English translations bad. It just means we need to recognize that they're not from God, they're from man to help us. And that's why we talked about this the other day in one of the previous podcasts, that our newest and and best English translations will take those verses and they won't remove them, but they will divide uh, sections of scripture and keep them together, even if they cross over from one chapter to the other. They, yep. will, they will divide them up in some kind of a heading that you'll see that for the modern reader. Hey, Tim, when um, the Apostle Paul was quoting Jesus, did he use blood ink, red ink, so that they yeah, could he distinguish? Wrote it with red with Jesus's words <laughs> right? and black and with black everybody, else's, everybody words. else's words. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, <laughs> yes. listeners, that's called sarcasm, just so you know. Yes. Um, it was all yeah. written probably the same color ink. <laughs> and again, it was a, yeah. an attempt to make Jesus's words more easily to be found. Yep. They stick out. So hope that helps our listeners. Your Bibles, again, are so cool. And uh, just knowing where they came from, how they evolved, the text they're using, and the translations that we have, all that kind of stuff, just adds to the awesomeness it does. of opening up our English Bible and saying, um, what we hold here is the product of centuries and millennia of science and study and art coming together to make the most helpful accurate translation of the original author's intent as humanly possible. That's so right. cool. Thanks for joining us today, listeners. Please come back next time when we answer the question, what is your opinion on the use of medical marijuana?